So welcome to the IPFS podcast. This is the spot to learn about all things IPFS. Today we've got uh, Dave from the Podcast Index. Um, thanks heaps for doing this uh, podcast, Dave. I think it's it's really exciting. And I think we were meant to do this like a year ago. And I had like <laughs> yeah, Mastodon installed and we were like messaging each other. And then I like forgot about Mastodon and... <laughs> Yeah. And then I like log back in. I'm like, oh yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for being so patient and and doing this yeah, again. Um, so yeah, tell us about yourself and the podcast index and how you got involved, if you could. Uh, yeah. So podcast index is um, the brainchild of uh, me and Adam Curry, and uh, we started this. Oh gosh, I guess it's been about. That's been over a year now. Yeah, it's been, it was in August of last year, sort of uh, first of September. So just over a year. And the idea was pretty simple in the beginning. It was to, um, if anybody knows anything about podcasting, it's to, you you know, that Apple is sort of the center of the podcast universe or has been for, you know, the last 15 years, really. Mm. And so um, the, uh, the initial idea was, was fairly simple. It was to just take, that role from them and put it back where it belongs, which is in the open source, open community, you know, basically take uh, Apple's role as the central directory, sort of the yellow pages or the phone book of podcasting. And, uh, you know, which doesn't make any sense for that to be the case since uh, RSS is an open protocol. Podcasting is all open protocols, um, but it doesn't make any sense for, the, uh, the index or the directory for podcasting to be controlled by literally the biggest company in the world. So um, we had the, you know, had the idea uh, to, to do that and make it open, make it freely downloadable uh, for anyone to use, and then take that opportunity to you know, aggressively find every podcast we could, we could get our hands on. Uh, also um, make it where it was not a uh, something that you had to like apply and go through a bunch of steps to get your podcast listed. Basically it's just, it's, it's open. If we find it, we'll stick it in there. If you want to sign up and put it in there yourself, that's great. There's no approval process. You know, mm. you, you, you paste your RSS feed in there and 15 minutes later, it's, it's, it's searchable. It's in the index. And so that was just the idea is to take, take the hassle away and also just to have independent podcasting take, its own information back from a huge corporation it's yeah. awesome yeah i love it i love it so for those who don't know adam uh curry basically invented podcasting um and this is like podcasting sort of 2.0 um how did you get involved with with him and like what was that journey like uh yeah i met adam uh gosh it's been over 10 years ago probably now all um, right cool yeah and we we started by um, being on a project together with Dave Weiner, who was the co-inventor of podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Weiner, yeah, and, you know, if you know him, but um, very influential guy, uh, has created a lot of open protocols, uh, was very instrumental in RSS in the beginning, uh, just has a long pedigree. Um, and so me and Adam were working with him in a project uh, called EC2 for Poets um, using an, an older piece of software of his called the... Um, uh, called the, the OPML editor, which used to be called Frontier. And that was the back, backbone, if anybody's old enough to remember this, as the backbone of was Radio User Land and basically the original blogging software 
the stuff that created blogging and what we know as all this uh, blogosphere and podcasting and all this stuff to begin with. So we were working on that with him and a bunch of other guys. And um, we ended up, uh, his, that, that software, the OPML editor, which used to be Frontier, it was a very, very old code base. Uh, it was, it was um, ported from Mac, from um, classic Mac to Windows. Um, and then, so what we were doing is like spinning up Windows servers in, on Rackspace and EC2, you know, in order to run this software and the, the, the software, it couldn't handle multi, multi-threaded correctly. It would crash. Right. It was just this old, old C, you know, C code base. And so um, it was just a pain to run essentially. And so we said, well, you know, I'd already started working on another project to basically clone what the features that I love from the OPML editor uh, and Frontier to clone that over into a true, you know, uh, lamp. Just at the time, it was you know everything was lamp. Yep. A true lamp stack type application, and um, and have that something that was native, you know, native uh, to to Linux, so we could run that uh, on normal cloud hardware, uh, cloud virtual hardware. So and that's what we did. And so that became what's called the Freedom Controller, and uh-huh. that project. Uh, is what runs uh, all of the show notes system and production system for No Agenda um, to this day. Uh, I, don't, I don't work on it very much anymore, um, but that was sort of, that was how we met and how we you know began to develop software together. And we had a bunch of other failed projects in the in the meantime. Just as everyone just, does, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. A million little side projects you just shit around on and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But um, uh, that's awesome. That's a really cool, cool uh, backstory. Yeah. Um, okay, so like off off the bat, I suppose uh, IPFS for documentation and hosting of the database. So that's the that was the the cool thing that sort of uh, sparked my interest in. Um, in uh yeah having a conversation about it so like what yeah. what's the thought process behind that and sort of how does that work um well, and first i'm not i will not claim to be an ipfs guru in any way at all <laughs> oh I mean, damn no. it all right and <laughs> so i know i know i mean i know what the core technology does and i know i know why it's awesome uh, but i'm not i cannot get in the weeds i've never looked at the ipfs code or anything like that yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay um, so we're just we're we're essentially we we know what it does we I, we we baked IPFS support into the Freedom Controller software back in uh, 2016. Oh, cool! Jeez, early, early days. That's awesome. Very early. It was so early that it was broke. It broke a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it was very rudimentary stuff. So you know, run up, running the Freedom Controller would detect if you're running an IPFS node on the same box that the Freedom Controller was running on, and if you were then when you would save uh, articles or show notes or when you would save information, it would also create an IPFS hash, put it, put it into the, uh, to DHT and then uh, hand you that IPFS cool. URL back. And so in that way, uh, it, was, it was creating uh, IPFS, uh, you know, it was putting things into IPFS for you as you were creating HTML content or HTTP yep. content. Yep. And um, so we've been doing that for a long time already. And we knew that this project with podcasting, uh, we wanted to not only support IPFS, uh, 
on a protocol level with stuff we did, but we also wanted to try to use this platform to further, you know, just IPFS in general. Yeah. Uh, and so like try to bake IPFS into podcasting itself. Uh, yeah. And so we, that we've, we've, so what that looks like is the podcast index has an API um, as part of it. So it was sort of a dual thing we were wanting to do. We were wanting to create a directory of podcasting, but then also create an API so that podcast apps, uh, small podcast apps could develop a good app without having to uh, go and run all the backend infrastructure. Because it, it, uh, writing a podcast app is difficult enough as it is for the UI. It's very complicated. It's got a lot of stuff to it. But then if you also have to run the back end where you're running perhaps 20 servers doing aggregation and you're having to pull 2 million feeds and keep a database um, with all that content and then also do web sub and it's just, it becomes outrageous after a while. And that's why there's not a, a lot of successful podcast apps. There's very few that make, that are profitable and actually make a living out of it. And so um we wanted to lower that barrier of entry down and say, um, we're going to have the directory, but we're also going to have an, a free API so that a podcast app developer can just plug in and get all the episode and podcast information, search, you know, all that jazz. And that'll take all that stuff off their plate. So they can just focus on having the UI to deal with. Um, and so that in that process, we said, okay, what, how are we going to, how are we going to distribute this? So we had the API and we said, okay, well, the next step is we're going to also make the, the directory downloadable for free. So um, all this stuff should be free. It's, it's out there anyway. Um, we, you know, we don't, we're not going to have, we don't want to charge for this stuff because this is all freely available information. It feels icky to charge for it. So we're going to make the whole, our whole down database downloadable. So right now it's like four point, uh, 2 million podcasts awesome. and uh, you can download the whole thing. And so he said, well, um, if the whole idea is to make this decentralized and censorship resistant and all that stuff, of course, IPFS, I mean, we have that, you know, makes most sense. So we are, our download, our database is downloadable now on the homepage of podcastindex.org. Uh, the link, the IPFS link for it is down, is down the page toward the bottom. Yeah. Would, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Would you, so I was just thinking for people wanting to support this project that are maybe listening mm -hmm. to this, um, would, if they can't afford to say donate to you via PayPal or um, Lightning Network, would mm -hmm. pinning that that uh, IPFS instance be helpful um, for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that'd be cool. So anyone listening, I'll do it myself as well, but anyone else okay, listening, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's, that's such a good use case. Uh, that's amazing. Um, all right. So off the IPFS stuff, what's the, mm -hmm. so the, the value for value podcast, can you run us through what that means and sort of how it works? Um, yeah. Let, let's come back to IPFS too. Okay. Uh, sure. Because, sure. Uh, because there's more there. There's, and there's more stuff in the podcast namespace for that as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can, we can talk about uh, value for value is um, our attempt. Um, the value for value model is, uh, was born on the No Agenda show, which is Adam's main podcast. And um, what they did, they developed that over the course of, you know, 10 years. And 
it goes back to the beginning of that show where they said after a, I don't know, a few months or a year, I forgot exactly how long they said, well, you know, we want to do this full time, but we talk about hard topics on this show, things that, that could get you deplatformed, uh, things that advertisers would absolutely balk at. And so there's really no way we can be advertiser supported because if we are, nobody's going, it's, it's the classic media trap. If, if you're advertise, if you're advertiser funded, you always have to question what's coming out of the host's mouth because are they telling you the full truth or are they telling you the truth up to the point where it may impact their advertiser money? Yep. And so um, that with a show like no agenda, that was critically important that the audience have complete faith in what they were in what they were saying. And even if it's not true, something, if it's just their opinion, that's fine, but at least you want to know that they are sincere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the reason they say it is not financially uh, motivated. So they said, well, we we're going to be donation based. Um, we're only going to be at, uh, listener supported. So if you, if you listen to us, and you like what we say, you like the show, you think it's a good product, uh, just write down a number, however much you think that's worth to you. If you listen to us for two hours, um, how much would you have paid if you went to the movies, you know, for two hours, 20 bucks, you know, 30 bucks, who knows? So whatever that number is meaningful to you, um, so just send us that amount, you know, send it to PayPal us, you know, send it to us. And the, the sort of the innovative idea there was that you are getting the content first and then you're deciding what it was worth to you and how much you want to pay for it afterwards. Yep. Makes sense. It's, yeah. It's not a paywall. It's not, um, you're not the product with advertising. It's none of those things. It's, this is something new. This is, I'm going to give you the product and then you're going to reward me based on how good you thought it was. And uh, so that was the value for value model is what they called it over, over time. They, they gave it that moniker because they're saying, we're going to give you some value and you give us something back. And the key to the whole thing really is it's not just monetary, just like you were talking about a while ago, you know, Hey, if somebody can't send you some, uh, some PayPal or some sats, maybe would they, they could pin some stuff. Yeah, see, that's the whole heart of the value model is that um, you're giving back in whatever way you can, whatever may, way makes the most sense for you. So they've got, you know, uh, guys that have written their websites for them. I mean, me, I mean, look at me. I wrote the Freedom Controller system that runs the show. I did all that for free. That was my contribution to that thing. And so you got coders, you know, uh, people, artists, um, people doing sound, uh, people running infrastructure, uh, people donating money. Uh, you know, you've got all these uh, people sending in clips and show, things to help with the show production. So that's the value for value model. And we wanted to take that idea. Um, and that's what we use on our own show too, the podcasting 2.0 podcast. We wanted to take that idea and sort of formalize it into, into the app itself for the monetary side. So you can say, um, okay, what if you're in the app, you're listening to the show and you want to immediately give a donation back to the host of the podcast, um, right there in the app. Uh, and you want it to be not this huge hassle 
where you have to go and put in your credit card and do all these kinds of things. Um, it's just got to be easy. It's got to be like a one click, like a boost button, you know, just a button you hit to say, bam, send them five bucks or whatever. And the only thing that made a lot of sense for that use was crypto. Yeah. And uh, so we, that was in the back of our mind. So we we're like, okay, we got the index, uh, we got the API. Now what we want to do is put this system in place where you can attach paying via crypto because of the it's advantageous for fees and quick transactions. Take that and bake it directly into the app. And so then that's how we began to develop the podcast was called the podcast namespace podcasting mm. 2.0 namespace. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'll, that's, that's kind of how that idea was born. And so now the way it is today is you can use the lightning network, uh, to, uh, receive sats, uh, through front directly from supporting apps, which there's quite a few now. Yeah. I saw those um, heaps. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And, uh, so you as a podcaster, you can put your lightning node public key into your RSS feed. And, um, then when somebody listens to you on a supporting app, podcasting 2.0 app, they can uh, load up their wallet inside the app with some Bitcoin and then they can send you Bitcoin whenever they, and that's the value for value idea. They're listening to you and they're sending you, let's just say they get to decide. They can say, okay, I want to send you 50 sats a minute. And they just plug that into the app. I love so it. And, and then you start getting 50 sats a minute. And then if you say something awesome, um, <laughs> then they can hit the boost button and it, send, it may send you, 2000 sats you know and that's all this is configurable if they don't want to send you anything if they set their sliders to zero you don't yeah. get anything Man, you know? maybe so maybe cool. they think you're maybe they think your podcast is crap you know but <laughs> but then you got to wonder why they're Probably, listening yeah. <laughs> man that's a, such a cool idea like it fixes everything it's uh it's it's yeah. amazing like well, well done really like i think it's just such a cool project okay. and the fact that you're building on lightning as well like i i just love that like I so think are you a lightning guy yeah, love you, it. Like, absolutely okay. love it. Like, I think it's, I think it's like the the way it's been developed. Like, you've obviously seen everything that's happening in El Salvador at the moment, yeah. um, and that's all enlightening. And like the the history of that was like through software developed actually here in Australia, uh, up in Brisbane called the Wallet of Satoshi, and that basically okay. these dudes moved in there <laughs> with that and just gave it to everyone. And it's it's custodial for the for the moment, but um it works really quick and it's easy to use and it's taken off and got to the president. <laughs> it's like, That's crazy. Isn't yeah, it? It's nuts. Like so now, cool. Now it is, is, am I wrong? Is Rusty Russell from sea lightning? Is he in Australia? Uh, I'm not too sure. Not too sure. Okay. On that. I think there's some pretty heavy, uh, you know, lightning developers lightning stuff going on down in. I mean, Australia is a Bitcoin haven yeah. really. Well, yeah, it is. Except for we got the, uh, the double tax, anytime you use it here, which is a bit annoying. So like, um, oh, tell a, me about that. I don't know about that. Oh, so it's like, um, anytime you, it's so ridiculous. Any, any crypto that you spend, basically you have to, uh, take note of that. The time that you bought it or mm -hmm. mined it or whatever, like received it. And then the time that you spent it. So even if you spent it in like BTC to BTC transaction, whatever, mm -hmm. you're all supposed to record what the difference was in price and then calculate the capital gains on that 
as well as paying okay. the uh, ten percent on top of that for the ta- like the goods and services. It's just it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Okay, it's sim. It, there's something similar in the U.S. We don't we don't. I guess is that uh, we don't have a federal tax on that level on the on the on the spend side, but we do. Uh, it's treated as property here. So yeah. Technically, if you mine some or whatever, you you have to treat that as a as an asset, and then yep. if you sell it, you have to figure out fair market value and do the calculation. Yeah. Capital gains and stuff on it. Yeah. Capital yeah. gains. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's pretty sad because it's such innovative tech that could help a lot of people. Like, but mm-hmm. I think the financial literacy part of it isn't there. So I mean, that's what that's what I'm really passionate about as well. Is like, yeah, know, educating people uh, on that side of things and. Particularly businesses like like in Australia, I'm in Melbourne, and what's happening here at the moment is pretty hardcore. Like they're shutting everything down, and um, yeah, there's, riot, there's riots the last couple of days too, right? It, it's bananas, yeah. Like really, really. So crazy. are you near that? Are you downtown? Nah, or? nah. So I'm I'm sort of uh, down the coast, so it's there's nothing really mm-hmm. here. But like my family's in the city, so they they kind of seen a lot of stuff and we've had we've had earthquakes and all sorts of crazy stuff. yeah i saw the earthquake too what's that all about i mean like getting your ass kicked down in melbourne it's crazy absolutely crazy but on that note like all the all the businesses that have been ruined by like the lockdowns that have just been so draconian mm-hmm. um if we could upskill them all on how to use the lighting network like they just bypass all this stuff and they're fixed mm-hmm. but they haven't got that financial literacy to be able to do that and the time to think about it like so i've gone around i've even got a charities and said look can i help you like set up <laughs> to take lightning payments it's free and you can get payments right. like, from any but they're just like they they bring it to the board i'm like oh don't speak to your accountant they'll hate it because they won't understand <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> yeah don't go to that guy first yeah, yeah. yeah. they do and i'm like i'll guarantee it and then they come back they're like oh yeah you hated it how did you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throw, yeah throw that throw that guy some coffee and a donut and let him do his own thing you go you go figure it out yeah. it's crazy yeah. but yeah it's it's just just wild but so that it's really hard to sort of change anything but i mean to give you a background on me like I, i've set up a, a, a school literally funded with btc um here. Oh, wow. yeah That's it's really great. cool so we've got 21 bitcoins donated from a philanthropist in the states a number of years mm-hmm. ago and we flipped it so we got the kids um to vote because we weren't allowed to use it because it was a department school and or government school so like okay. we don't understand what bitcoin is and you know it's bad and terrorists and god knows what um <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> so like okay so he set up a, a fund and said look i'll just buy whatever the kids want to vote on so it's like elementary school kids so he set up uh, a voting mechanism on ethereum the kids put in all the stuff that they wanted to to buy and they voted the stuff to the top and we just built these learning spaces that are shipping containers it's totally oh, student-centric cool. yeah it's really cool oh, so cool man really cool um so yeah i've been in this space for a long time and in in okay. one of them we turned into a podcasting studio as well so it's, it's <laughs> really really cool um oh, that, y'all, y'all should uh, put lightning uh you know, put a lightning note into your uh, podcast feed 100 set up well well it's we so actually- magic it's so magical to be able to like look at your note and, and what you know if you're like you hook yeah. it up to zap or something and you can just sort of see the sats rolling in as people listen to your podcast you know it's like just there's something so just addicting about about watching that number is because every time when the number's going up and you see like 10 sats 10 sats 10 sats coming in you you know somebody's listening to your show right then yeah it, 
it's pretty magical. Magical, you know? yeah, yeah. I need to. I gotta. I gotta get it set up. So I've still got two podcasts. Actually, that's some of my questions as well. For you. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, any of the, any of that we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. So I just wanted to ask you, like, before we sort of dive into that and Sphinx chat as well, I want to talk about. But before that, um, so projects like Filecoin and LBRY. Um, they've sort of opted to build their own cryptocurrency and which mm. I think they're cool. Like I'm agnostic. I think it's awesome. Like the more development, the better, in my opinion, yeah. um, you guys specifically chose to use lightning. Like what, what was your thought process on that? And, and what do you think about those other projects? Um, we're just ideologically not that big on proof of stake uh, type cryptos. Um, I think that they're great for app development. Yeah, uh, things like because one of the projects that we use is uh, or that we um, have created is called Podping. Uh, a guy named uh, Brian in our in the podcast uh, index social group. That's where all the developers hang out. And any, by the way, anybody can join up over there and, and hang out and and create this stuff with us. But we um, Brian built that thing on Hive on the Hive blockchain, and it's a blockchain that that has a new block every three seconds. And so it's perfect for that, for the use case we needed it for. And there's so many cool things on Hive. And was that, was it the, the Steam blockchain migrated to Hive? Was that the, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He, he's told me the history two or three times and uh, I can't ever keep it straight. Like somebody hijacked the chain or something, um, but it, like, it's a great, it's a great blockchain. It's great tech. My Steam got um, hacked, actually. I had, a, I had a bunch of Steam tokens on, like, oh, did just, you? just writing articles. Okay. Yeah, and um, I got tricked. <laughs> I was just excited. Like, someone sent me a, um, oh, what was it? It was, like, a chat app using the Steam blockchain. I was like, oh, log in mm-hmm. here. And I wasn't even really thinking. Log in, everything's stolen. I'm like, oh, man, what an oh, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's supposedly some, like, there's one dude named Justin or something. Is this yeah. what I picked up that? that like forked the chain or uh, I can't keep it straight. It's, it's too many things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, he, but you know, just the idea of the, um, uh, the proof of stake, it, it, it seems great for, uh, it, it is great for app development. Um, but it didn't, there's a couple of things. It, it doesn't, those things don't feel like money as much as Bitcoin. Yes. Um, and, Bitcoin has a money quality to it that I haven't seen in other uh, crypto, uh, cryptocurrencies or blockchain-based uh, applications. Um, and the other thing, it was just—I mean, you can't argue with just the, the the pure adoption of of Bitcoin. I mean, it's it's the 800-pound gorilla. It's the thing that has the most promise when it comes to uh, alternative currencies or private money. And so, it really just made m- the most sense uh, to start there. Um, and so we, we, we chose that specifically because of, of lightning, uh, because we knew, we knew lightning had to be a part of it. Cause I mean, you're talking about sending, you know, sats every minute stream, essentially streaming Satoshi's from the listener to the creator and that level. Uh, I mean, if you, if, if you take, let's just say we have, I think about I think it's about 1700 podcasts right now. Uh, it's a little South of 2000 podcasts that have um, streaming, that have streaming uh, value for value enabled. Wow. I mean, if you take, I mean, just imagine if you had each one of those had 
10,000 listeners, I mean, you start doing the math, you're talking about huge volumes of transactions flying around every, you know, every, every second. And so that can't work on any, you know, on a base chain, probably you're going to have to need like a layer two solution above that. And so lightning just made the most sense. And uh, we, we really floundered around for a while trying to get it, trying to figure out how to work with LNURL and, uh, you know, LN bits and just all these, nothing was really working the, the right way. And then um, Adam saw Keysend and uh, Keysend is essentially, you know, an invoiceless payment. You can send a lightning transaction. Uh, you, you can send an HTLC directly to the uh, the Bitcoin, excuse me, to the lightning public key, the nodes key. And the pre-image uh, is done. Um, I get myself confused on this sometimes, but the pre, you know, the pre-image is done on the sender side. And so you essentially, it's just like, okay, I can just send you whatever I want. I mean, I can yeah. send you a hundred Satoshis. I can send you 10,000 Satoshis right now. As long as you have liquidity in your channel to handle it, you're going to get it. And I can just keep sending you money and I don't need invoices. And so once he saw that, we were, it was brand new. It had only been around for about a year at that moment. And we were like, yes, this, is the, this solves the problem. Mm. We, so now all, all you need, as long as, as long as you have a, a lightning node public key and that lightning node supports key send, which pretty much they all do now, then you can put that public key into your RSS feed and then an app can read it and then it, they can just start sending you sats. Just boom, 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 once a minute and however much you, know, however much you boost. And that perfectly solved, solved the issue. Now, then the only issue is liquidity. You just got to make sure you got enough, you know, because of the way channels work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it make, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I, I suppose on the same note, the you've, you've probably looked at the Audius project. Um, uh, yes, I have seen that, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. do, you, do you see it as like competition or do you see it as just like something cool that someone's building like alongside? I've looked at it a few times and it, there, there didn't, you know, it didn't seem to be the same type of deal. Yeah. I mean, it look, this looks like music licensing. Uh, if I don't, if I'm understanding the project correctly, it looks like music licensing on the blockchain. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it doesn't look like what we're doing. No. Even if it did, even if it did, yeah. we'd be, it'd be fine. I mean, we're, you know, we yeah. make, we make all this stuff free available. So come, you know, somebody, if somebody does what we do better, and then we all just end up with something better. So it's totally, totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's the same type of deal. What, what we've, what you asked about, you know, um, you know, we're focused on lightning and that kind of thing. The, the spec as it's written, and if anybody's interested, you can go to uh, the GitHub repo for the podcast namespace. And so if you just Google that, you'll find it. The podcast namespace is a set of um, tags that will enable a lot of new features in podcast apps. Uh, one of the features that is the value, the value spec that we're talking about. And that has its own uh, white paper uh, in the podcast uh, namespace repo. And you can go and you can read it. Um, 
And if you read it, you'll see that uh, we explicitly spell out that this is not locked into Bitcoin. Anybody can take that, um, it, the, 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 the XML is specifically written to be able to uh, you be used by any other crypto as well. So, Oh, really? To, That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, you can take it. You can take that XML and you can go through there and adapt it to Ethereum. Uh, Brian has already adapted it to work with Hive. Any crypto can use that same stuff. Um, you're just, it's just from our perspective, you know, we're just focused on Bitcoin because it's, it's like, you got to have one thing to focus on. Yes. And that's yeah. the thing that we know. And so it's like, okay, we're, we're driving that bus, but if somebody else wants to take it and run with it in a different direction, man, that's perfect. Go for that's, it. That's, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> um, so uh, Sphinx chat, how, mm -hmm. how so is that, that you guys developing that or is that a, a group developing that? And how does it work? Like I, I jumped into, I think it was the Kaiser report um, mm -hmm. on Sphinx chat. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a game changer. Like it really, really <laughs> yeah. blew me away. I was just like, this is, this is the future of podcasting. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you want to run us through that and like how, how it works and who created it, etc.? cetera? Yeah. Sphinx is not, Sphinx is not us, but we worked real closely with them. So, Sphinx is a company called Stackwork. Um, Paul Etoy is uh, the guy behind that. And a uh, great guy, uh, uh, Paul and Evan Feenstra, uh, really um, in the early days when we were first developing the spec, the value for value spec, they came along and uh, said, okay, we've got this uh, Lightning Chat app already. And we want to bake podcasting into it. And so they uh, took the spec as, as, we, as we came up with it, uh, formulated it in our mind. And they said, okay, well, you know, this probably won't work. Let's, let's redo it this way. Let's just rejigger some stuff. So they kept sort of helping, helping us to, to make the spec something that's actually usable for an app. And um, so then they they baked that into the Sphinx app and put podcasting into it. And that really was the first value for value podcast app was the Sphinx chat app. Now the Sphinx app work is a pure lightning app. It, it works a hundred percent through lightning messages. So you can send, if I, if you have a Sphinx node and I have a Sphinx node and we both have the app, um, I can send you a chat message. And all that's really doing is sending you one Satoshi with a TLV record embedded in it that has the chat message data with it. And then you're going to send it back to me and we go back and forth that way. And so it's using pure lightning messages to send these chat uh, payloads around. And so it made, it was the, sort of the perfect mix to be able to then, uh, since every Sphinx uh, user is a, is a full lightning node, well, then you're ready to go there. You can start, you, you can stream Satoshi's immediately over lightning network using value for value. So they, they really helped us hammer out that first initial spec and get a proof of concept running. And uh, I mean, it still works, you know, great today. Uh, they as a company have moved and switched gears to some other things. So they're not really as active in developing the podcast side of things right now. I think that may change. They may come back. They're just shifting gears. Um, right a little bit, but, um, 
all their code is open source anyway, so anybody can do something with it. Cool. Um, but anyway, they, they were really instrumental in helping develop that whole idea and prove out that it would work. And so then, you know, we took that spec that came out of that collaboration and uh, made it available. And then other apps were able to look at what they did and immediately get up and running. And, and yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, they were instrumental in getting that to work. Yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Definitely uh, check it out if, uh, if you haven't, cause it's, uh, I think it's really, really cool software. Um, and it's like, yeah, like you said, a whole bunch of other apps as well that are, that are uh, yeah, integrated. Yeah. So it's just, just incredible. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, the, we kind of touched on it at the start, like the, the move to Mastodon, um, mm. as opposed to like an instance of that, which I really like, um, as opposed to, to Twitter or something, something like that. Like mm. what, what was obviously the idea is being open source and you sort of control the data and stuff, but, um, mm. yeah. Do you want to run us through like why specifically that's the, the chat application for, for this project? Uh, just because it's open. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> and, and it's act yeah, it's activity pub. It's, it's an open spec. Uh, it's just, it fits the ethos of what we're trying to do. And yeah. Uh, you know, the activity pub stuff will come back into play uh, as well as uh, maybe some, I don't know if you know, Clay Ferguson, uh, but he, Isabel, yeah. yeah, he, um, I think y'all featured his quanta system, uh, the IPF, or maybe not you specifically, but the IPFS uh, newsletter. And he is a, um, as great developer, Java, Java developer, uh, he's written this Quanta product that is sort of like a federated activity pub system. And um, he just came out today and said that he, he linked to another project that he's involved with. That's, I think it's called IPSM interplanetary social media. And evidently it's using IPFS for messaging, like federated messaging. Right, um, right, right. I think so, I have seen something about that. Yeah, I need to, need to jump into that. That's cool. Yeah, uh, check check it out because it, it. I mean, things like that. Um, we want to take those technologies, Activity Pub, and uh, and other things like it. Perhaps this IPSM thing, if it, if it's if it's a good product or a good spec, and uh, Matrix. I mean, all, all these kinds of things, and take those things and put them into podcasting. Uh, where you can have cross app chat, cross app comments and reviews, you know, essentially we want to decentralize the podcast infrastructure, podcasting infrastructure so that, you know, if I'm listening on my podcast app and you're listening on a different podcast app, uh, we could perhaps chat across, you know, across uh, the same episode, like a yeah. share, like a decentralized chat room or leave reviews that are decentralized or make comments that are decentralized and it doesn't matter which app you choose or which app I choose, we all get to participate in the same way. And so that, that was something that fit also the Mastodon idea. I mean, it's activity pub, it's open spec, it's decentralized. So we're, we just want to live in that world because when you, it, when you live in, in that, you see, you see the issues and it's easier to make the next step. Totally, totally, totally. No, I love it. Love it. Um, so with so yeah, coming to my podcast, um, I this is currently hosted on SoundCloud. Um, okay. as an RSS feed through there. Is there an easy way that I can sort of take that RSS feed and 
integrate it. Um, cause like my other podcast I've got, uh, which is a uh, co-op.army, um, we're hosted on rss.com and that was like instant, easy, like just worked straight away. SoundCloud mm. seems a little bit more tricky. Is there like a, a walkthrough or have you heard of any podcasts sort of migrating or not even migrating, but just using that RSS feed, um, for the podcast index and even doing value for value with that? Uh, yeah, we we can index feeds from anywhere. So as long as you're in the index, you can. Uh, there's a couple ways to go about it. So if you like, when it comes to value for value stuff, when it comes to streaming satoshis, you can um, put that XML. You can f- bake your XML block if you own your feed and you own the production of your feed. Uh, you can you can write your own XML or put it into your CMS and stick it right there in your feed. We will ingest it and deliver it to the podcast apps that use us, um, or the podcast apps can read it directly if they want to. Either way, um, all that the point being that you don't you don't need us, you know, essentially, yeah, because uh, we don't want to be a single point of failure either. Totally. But for uh, for but being realistic for a minute and and seeing that how ninety nine percent of the world can't edit their own RSS feed, yeah, and is going to be using a host. Um, what we did was created a, what we're, you know, calling a shim, which is a podcaster wallet. And so if your podcast is in podcast index, you can go and find it You can search for it and find your podcast. And then, uh, there's a little lightning bolt. If you click that lightning bolt, it takes you out to the podcaster wallet side. And that is where you, you know, prove you're the owner and that can, you go through that claiming process yep. and then you can put your public key of your lightning node into your feed there and what uh-huh. that does that just updates the index and lets us have a copy of your public key uh, of your lightning node pub key then we associate that with your feed that way apps that use us as their api will get that information even though it's not actually in the feed the yep. apps get their data from us so they can read that so it's sort of like we're we're acting as a, as a, as a shim there to make sure that it doesn't matter where you host your feed. You can still get that, that pub key data information into uh, the okay. API. All yeah. right. That, that clarifies it a lot. Awesome. All right. I'm going to do that immediately after this. <laughs> yeah, you, it should be. So it's, cool. it's, it's, I mean, if you're, if you're a tech, you know, you're a technical, technical guy and you know about lightning, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll take you, 10 minutes yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To go i've got to get my uh, i've got to dig my casser out actually and get that set back up i think um, okay. <laughs> yeah but no no definitely i'm i'm, I'm jumping straight in um oh well, on that note so for anyone who's not sort of technically minded um is there any migration tools or have you heard of any hosting services for podcasts that you can pay um with lightning or btc directly because I, I had a google around i couldn't find anything uh, and i have a few friends that like want to start up podcasts and stuff i thought it'd be good to do it right from the get-go than having to do anything mm. sort of retroactively i don't know of any that i don't know of any that let you pay in in lightning or, or bitcoin or, or any other crypto i i'm not familiar with there may be one out there yeah uh, but we, we know a lot of hosts and i'm not i haven't seen one now just cast it's a good good business idea for someone out there. Hey, no it's a great yeah it's a great it's a great business idea just cast is the first host that i know of that has put um the value for value support 
into Ooh. their into their hosting platform. So they they allow you to put your pub your pub key and everything in in their dashboard. And I think and I hope I'm not butchering this. I think their service works where you can host your media elsewhere and they just provide the tools uh, like that, the dashboard for feed creation. I think you can choose to like, you could host it, you know, in S3 or something like that. I I think, Uh, but I think, but, but just cast is the first host to support that. Is that justcast.com directly? Um, Maybe. <laughs> I'll it's Google it. I'll Google it. Dot something. Okay. <laughs> it may be FM. It may be FM. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. 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 Uh, but um, uh, the guys over there are great, and the that that's the only one I know. I don't think they could pay that way, but I but I think you can. They actually do support the, support the uh, okay. it in their platform. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Because yeah, it seems like everyone's just making podcasts now, which I think is awesome. Like yeah. Even There's though, a lot of them out there. <laughs> like, who cares if they're terrible? Like, it's yeah, still, it's yeah. still cool. Um, so, so yeah, on that note, actually, before we get onto this, the, you said you wanted to come circle back to IPFS um, at, at the start. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did you want to sort of jump into there? Yeah, so what I was thinking is uh, we have created a – there's a couple of integration points there in the namespace where you can um, – where IPFS is a good fit. Uh, one of one of them, and you can see this in the, in the namespace repo, is um, alternate enclosure. And so, we, uh, in, as part of the podcasting 2.0 namespace, uh, a guy uh, named Alex Gates, who's a, a prolific um, developer, uh, smart as a whip, uh, he has come up with a lot of great ideas and help, and and it's just it's been fantastic. He. Uh, has really pushed this idea of what he called the alternate enclosure tag. Um, and he runs a cert, he runs an instance of PeerTube. I don't know if you know PeerTube. No, but, um, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. So PeerTube is like a, essentially like run your own, it's like YouTube in a box. You know, you can run your own uh, video streaming service. Cool. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really neat software. But he took that and modified it to produce RSS feeds that have these, that have different data in them. So you can treat a video channel as an RSS feed and use it as a podcast. And so oh, he said, well, sweet. That's awesome. Yo, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, it's got the value for value stuff in there, but then it also has uh, alternate enclosures. And as part of the alternate enclosure spec, uh, you know, traditional podcasts, uh, episode has an enclosure that points to an audio file or a video file or whatever. Well, the alternate enclosure can sit alongside of it and specify numerous other file types and or uh, transport mechanisms. Wow. Yeah. So you can have um, you can have your your standard MP3 for your podcast or, or M4 or excuse me MP4 or whatever you know if it's video. And then right alongside that, you can have a lower bit rate version of it, of the same audio for bandwidth constraints. Brilliant. You can have uh, the same audio delivered through IPFS. Uh, you could have the same audio delivered through WebTorrent. Uh, you can have m- basically multiple sources of how to get this audio. And um, nobody's done the IPFS thing yet. Yeah, yeah. As part of the alternate enclosure. 
but it's it's i mean it's built it's it's ready to be used oh my gosh all right i need to do that immediately <laughs> yeah as there's soon examples as oh my god there's examples in the documentation of of exactly how to use that tag i've literally and, just uh, been for this podcast like i'm uploading to um soundcloud and then there's a, a hash of each each podcast and I've just got a folder that people pin for that. So I'm like, but okay. <laughs> I, I've wanted to like do it properly from the get go. So this sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the newer tags that there's one app that I know of that supports it so far, and that's uh, Pod LP, which is a iOS podcast app, and uh, they support the alternate enclosure, um, and Oh, wait, wait, I take that back. There's another one. There's a CurioCaster. Uh, CurioCaster is a, a podcast app written by a guy named Stephen Bell, who's also in our um, uh, podcast, Mastodon. And oh, cool. he uh, he's also supporting. Uh, so it's this is this will really blow your mind. So like if you get onto, if you have, let's just say, four or five peer tube instances, and each one of those peer tube instances has a copy of the same video file, um, if they are all using the alternate enclosure tag uh, with a web torrent spec, uh, CurioCaster, if you go and watch that video with CurioCaster, it's, it treats it just like a podcast because it's got an RSS feed. If that video episode pops up, uh, CurioCaster will see that it's being delivered as an alternate enclosure with web torrent, and it will begin to, to pull in uh, the data from all three or four of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's killer. It's killer stuff. I, I think it's new. So there's not a lot of apps to support it. There's only those two so far. Yeah. But as we go down the road, um, like that tag, I think is going to allow the next level of decentralization within podcasting to happen. Wow. So cool. cool. That's incredible. Oh Mm. my God. So much like cool development happening at the moment. It's so hard to keep track of everything. It's it's like, it's like the best time ever. (laughs) It's like every (laughs) worst time. If you're a developer, you know, you're you're trying to keep up with all the stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. It's like being a web front end. (laughs) It's like being a web front end developer and every, you know, five minutes, there's a new JavaScript framework. Totally. What's this now? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, So I wanted to ask like this, my final question, then we can, you can talk about whatever you like. Um, Yes. The 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 biggest uh, like non crypto names in the podcast index that we can support with our value for value. Like I I kind of went through and saw most of them are kind of like crypto or tech minded uh, people. And I, and I I know like obviously Joe Rogan on um, on Spotify had Adam on and they were sort of talking about this this project, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen him jump on for value for value but like what's the what's the biggest names that we could sort of uh, support that are out there as far as uh, podcasts that have value enabled yeah yeah yeah. um you know there's quite a there's there's so many now there's um uh, tales from the crypt uh, marty bent and his group. oh cool uh, i love that yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mar- um kaiser report max and stacy um there's uh citadel um that's matt odell's uh, podcast uh jack jack recider the darknet diaries uh, oh awesome. he's yeah he's uh, his podcast is is value for value now um yeah i could see his being like immediately mm-hmm. jumping onto that <laughs> yeah uh, no agenda um 
the uh let's see there's geek news central oh gosh there's so many uh it's hard it's hard to remember I didn't them all remember uh, them all. No, that's cool well, well i mean if you know one thing one good way to keep up with it if uh, do you know the breeze app uh, breeze, uh i saw it yeah i haven't haven't used it yet though yeah you know so breeze breeze uh, is roy uh, from uh uh they're an israel-based company all right and uh, uh roy uh roy is a great guy and they they were breeze was a lightning uh app uh before it was a podcast app and so it was a lightning app and he just uh, so you know so it's two different ways you could go you could say okay well we're a podcast app and we want to add lightning support yeah or you could say well we're a lightning app and we want to add podcast support and so uh, breeze went the other way around so they said we're we're a lightning app a lightning wallet app and we want to add podcast support that's right i did read something yeah. about that yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. cool oh it's oh it's a great app it's yeah. fantastic and and you know if if you don't know anything about that app essentially it, it's a technological marvel i mean he they have put an a full lnd lightning node into app form that runs on your phone oh no it's way crazy. yes it's crazy <laughs> All right, i'm getting that immediately that's yes. awesome yeah when you're sending lightning from the breeze app i mean you're sending it that you're sending it directly you're not going through an intermediary you're not going through a custodial service you're sending from your phone yes that's crazy so, um but he put podcasting into that and uh he they use our our api and so then uh what, what you can do is go to their podcast section of the app and it will uh there's a few tabs at the bottom and it's got like uh, i think it's like a discover tab that is like the, the hottest you know the ones that people are listening to the most. And uh, then you have, uh, there's a, another tab called new. And every time a new podcast signs up for value for value, they'll awesome. show up there. Oh, that's and awesome. That app is really, really good for discovery. And the cool thing about that app that none of the other apps are doing is Roy went all in and he said, we only want uh, podcasts on this app that support value for value. And yes, that's awesome. He said, we, "We don't like if you, if it doesn't support it, you're not even going to find it on this on this app." So that's a great, yeah, that's a great when you awesome. can look at that. Yeah, you can find some really cool shows on there to support. Oh well, you'll find this on there uh, ASAP. Yeah. Awesome, cool. <laughs> that's so cool, man. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much today. This is uh, <laughs> I, selfishly, I just wanted to learn more about. It. <laughs> like, oh no! What's, okay. the, what's the best way to do it? I'm going to contact. <laughs> um, no, very cool, very cool. Um. Oh, it was was an anecdote. I was gonna just gonna tell you when you were talking about RSS. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously, sure. sh- shout out to uh, Aaron Schwartz, the inventor. Um, it was funny. I was talking to as uh, a lady who's sort of friends with my my school. So I'm a technology teacher as well uh, okay. at, at an elementary or primary school uh, or educator, I suppose you'd say. Um, and basically, she's been at the school for a number of years, like writing about the school, rah rah. So we caught up and um, she has friends over in uh, Boston at uh, Boston Uni and um, a few different colleges over there. And I, uh, one of them is, uh, I think it's Bob, Bob Schwartz. I'm like, oh, Schwartz, that rings a bell. Like, oh, who is yeah. that? And I was like, have you, I looked it up I'm like, oh my God, have you heard of Aaron Schwartz? Do you know who that is? She had no idea, and I was like, told her the story. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I'm like best oh, friends wow. with her dad." I I thought like, uh, 
something happened to his son like this but she had had no clue like no, she how, had no idea who that was how, and how, and how famous that guy was. no like yeah. none whatsoever it was so amazing i was just like oh so i've wow. given her i gave her the documentary of um uh the internet's internet's own boy that's what it's called yeah, yeah. um uh, this is a doco on him and she's uh watched that and just like mind blown for her. So, <laughs> I bet. I yeah bet. like just, yeah what an just important so guy yeah. yeah oh like amazing 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 guy um Anyway, I will thank you so much for doing this this day. Oh, yeah, sure. it, was, it was amazing. I've uh, I've learned more this morning, and I'm not a morning person, so you've. Uh... Oh, it's it's early. It's late here. It's early there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, the, I'm the worst of the morning, but no, I've uh, I've taken it. Yeah, it's like seven. It's like seven p.m. here. So is it what, like ten there? 10 uh, yeah, ten now. So no, okay. it's good, right. good, good stuff. But um, now this is great. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into all those apps that you just said and. Um, mm-hmm. If you're up for it, uh, down the track, can we do another one? And I'll, I'll give you an update Absolutely. on how I'm going. Ah, oh, that'd be Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, 100%. And we'll uh, we'll get you on our show as well. When uh, it'll be great to get uh, to you know pick your brain about uh, IPFS when we get awesome. uh, down the road a little bit further on that stuff. But and it really anybody that you know you or anybody else that listens to your show, I mean, podcastindex.social is where all the development for all this stuff happens, and anybody can join, anybody can get involved. Um, just come even if all you have is a good idea that's fine just you know join up and awesome. throw it out there we're a pretty friendly group that's awesome yeah. no you definitely are definitely are thanks hey dave we'll um yep. we'll catch up soon yeah it's great talking to you thanks thanks buddy all right bye, bye.